You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to session 15. So happy to have you here as always. Thank you for listening. This episode is just slightly shorter than our normal ones, and I just wanted to name why that is. Angie and I had a quick combo off record beforehand on something that was just more personal, didn't need to be part of podcast stuff, and so just wanted to name if you're like, well, that seems weird. Why is this shorter? That's why, as you guys know, sometimes we do that here and there in terms of making sure that we're showcasing Angie's story and not anyone else's that did not sign up for the podcast. So there was just a bit of that here first, but otherwise we are diving into a really good episode. I feel like I love that this episode is really about both and kind of stuff, right? Like how good it feels and how there are still challenges in it. And I think Angie does a really, really beautiful job of sharing her experience in that with us this session. So I think you guys will really enjoy it, whether you're needing kind of that excitement about what you could create or that permission to sort of be where you're at. I think this episode will serve you massively. All right, what's going on? Hi, hi. All good. Got back from traveling. I've been away. Oh, I've been enjoying speaking to people in person. And I'm just gonna, I'm... (laughs) Like repeating the theme of this whole season is, <laughs> oh my God, how joyful is it to have the space to travel, to travel in a way that is not completely fully booked, left, right and centre, to acknowledge that one probably doesn't need to be doing calls from the airport to like have the whole day to do those and to just have a day in advance to be really well planned for everything I'm delivering. I know we were just chatting about how important it is and how cool it is for her to be able to travel without all that craziness. But I really wanted to take a moment to chat about that and just how valuable that is. You know, I think we get so used to operating at a certain pace. And I think that was very true for Angie, where it was just like, you know, she travels, but she's also working the whole time. She travels and, 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 and like we can sometimes forget how unreasonable of an ask that is of ourselves, right? And so for her to be able to have a travel day that was just about her traveling to go do her job instead of having to travel and do her entire job that day on top of it, I think is just really massive. And I think it also goes to show that like, sometimes when business isn't feeling good, we think that things would just have to shift in this incredibly dramatic way for it to feel better. And usually that's not true. Like what needed to shift is for her to be able to just like travel without having to do a bunch of stuff on top of it. You know what I mean? Like those things feel so small and and it are in many ways and make such an incredibly big difference in terms of how we're feeling in the business and the pace at which we're operating, feeling sustainable and reasonable. So just wanted to name this and say like, what's your version of this in your business? You know, maybe you don't travel as much for your business as Angie does and you have a different version. Like, yeah, is it reasonable that I do X and X together or that I expect myself to always do Y? And really being able to question that and look at it and see how maybe even a small shift around that could really, really change the dynamic of how you're feeling and what you have to show up for you remember a while back we said oh you should be 
talking to people. That's your main way of, you know, yes, yes, yes. communicating and getting work. So I just delivered to a group of head teachers in Oxfordshire and it just felt like the materials are coming together just I mean I've been doing them for two years but it's like there's sort of nuances and different things that's that just coming out now because there's so much space around everything and well that's what you've been saying right is like that you've been craving I actually did a solo podcast episode so I'm very acquainted (laughs) with you saying this at the moment because I was talking about (laughs) it on that but you've been talking so much about like almost like expanding your capacity to like go deeper in the delivery and like put your heart there and all of that because before it was like the travel day you just explained, you're like rolling into the delivery after having just gotten off a train and a call and a thing. And right. And so I think it's like, you're just accomplishing that exactly in the way that you wanted to, you know, it was just such a delight. Like everything about it was apart from the place that I stayed, but (laughs) that's another story. It was lovely. And at the end of it, I, because of the space also can anticipate better um, or I'm finding the confidence to say, do you know what I really think would be valuable for you as a group is to take my program and I'm going to send you the details. And so I'm able to sell like as a kind of, okay, it's fine for me to sell this to you now because I feel like you need it. And I think it's going to be really valuable. I love what Angie was mentioning about selling here because I think that this is so true. You know, I think it can kind of be the thing that we eye roll when we're not quite there. We're like, oh yeah, selling's easy, eye roll, right? But what Angie is really saying is like selling gets easy when it feels organic and obvious that someone needs it, right? It gets easy when it feels like it's just a no-brainer part of a conversation. You know, think about any like product you love or something. Like say there's like a lotion that you love and someone's talking about how dry their skin is. Like it's just so natural to be like, oh my God, I have this lotion I love and it's the best and da 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 right? And like nothing about that feels weird. And like that's the place we want to get to with our offers where it just feels so organic and so obvious. And like, I just know of this amazing thing that can help you, let me tell you about it. And I think that, you know, sometimes our space can make it seem so beyond that and so complicated. And it really, really, really can just be that simple. And I really appreciate Angie bringing that here. I met a couple of women who were black head teachers who were there. The room was mainly white head teachers, but there were two black women there. And I said, um, they both came over to me afterwards and said, oh my God, just seeing you walk in the room, I could cry, just knowing that you're going to, like, just hearing you speak, like, the whole day, I've just been, like, fist pumping, knowing that you're, you really understand what we're going through, what we're talking about. And um, and I said, yeah, I'm recommending that you do the program as a group of head teachers. And I said, I also run a program for, for women of colour in education. And she was like, sign me up. Ah. Uh, also, can we talk about how the universe needed to deliver on that moment? Like, I am like, oh, after the last one where someone like sends you the like feedback of like, you got this slide wrong. Like the oh universe God. was like, you need this. We got you. Let's just remind you of what's really going on around yes. here. Oh, that's so juicy. I love that. So I kind of already said a bit about this, but I just think it's so important to witness this transformation, right? Of Angie really loving the work again and just knowing it's possible to have this happen and come back around. You know, I think when you're in that season of business where you're like, man, this just does not feel good. It can feel like I could never see how it would get better. I could never see how this would be sustainable until you can, right? Until it shifts, until it turns around. And so I just hope that's like encouragement and evidence for anyone listening that like, 
it really can feel good and it really can turn around even if you're at a challenging place. You know, I think so much of our space felt like this was a challenging last, you know, nine months to a year in business. And, you know, hopefully this is just encouragement to say like whatever the challenges that you have faced or whatever that has felt like for you, it is possible to get back to loving it. It is possible to build it in a way that feels good. Does it take work? Does it take effort? Of course. And Angie is such great evidence that that turnaround can happen. So really let that be your evidence if you're in that place or honestly, just file that away. Maybe you're like, I'm not in that place, but it's really nice to know that if I ever am, it would probably be fine and I could come out on the other side. So just let this be some evidence and encouragement for you. It was really good. And I just keep getting reminded that that gives me tons of energy. And I want to say because it's face to face and I love like pressing the flesh, obviously, I like people, but it was also then going into the week, into the weekend, I went away and I, I put an out of office on Friday. What? This sister over here is like, how do you even do that? <laughs> I, was gonna, I was literally just going to say, have you ever done that before in your business? Like, did you, well, were you able to? What I found was that I was actually editing a previous one that was in there from the summer before last, from when I went on a holiday <laughs> with my son. <laughs> oh my God. So there was a template. There was a two-year-old template in there. Okay, <laughs> like, we'll yeah. And so, yeah, I put it on Friday because I went, I went away for the weekend and just did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, out of office, went to Norway with my partner for the weekend, as you do when you're a European, and had a really nice, restful, restorative weekend. Got to Sunday afternoon and was thinking about the week, this week, and then just looked at my calendar <laughs> and again was like, praise be for lacy yes. sets in the world <laughs> because <laughs> I have one delivery on Monday and one on Tuesday and one on Wednesday and it's just I can go into the week like Sunday afternoon having had the most glorious restful weekend and think I'm actually looking forward to this week so it's just, oh my God, just that, like, delicious uh, it's just wonderful <laughs> You have banished the Sunday scaries. Like that is a whole thing, right? So good. It really, it really is. It literally is changing my life. And I yeah. feel it like I go into the day feeling optimistic and energetic. And I'm really into my calls right now. So I did delivery. I've done delivery three times this week. I'm so into it. It's like one a day really enjoying working with the clients, really feeling like I can give them lots of stuff and excited about their work. It makes me so emotional to hear you <laughs> say that because, well, for so many reasons, but you know, I always think that the the podcast just works out when it's supposed to work out. And I just feel like the fact that everyone gets to come along at this time in your life when you kind of like entered this being like, maybe I'll just burn this shit to the ground. Like, I don't even like this. I'm teasing, but right. And to like kind of, <laughs> to kind of be able to come to this place where you're like, wait, I love this work is so helpful because I think, you know, people need to like see someone else, like make that transition and almost be able to like re-engage because yeah. I feel like it's like, it reminds me of like watching like someone else go through a tough time in marriage and seeing them come out on yeah. the other side and you're so encouraged by that and you're so yeah. supported by that. And I just think like this is the type of stuff we don't see other people go through of like you can go from being really out of love with your business to being like, oh, this is my favorite part of my week. And like 
in months. I mean, yeah. this, you know, in five months or something. And so I just want to say thank you for sharing that and just oh. like how awesome it is. Cause I think like, yes, it's, it's changed your life, but I think you're going to change a lot of other people's lives by them being able to like witness this potential, yeah. you know? It's honestly just, I'm so pleased to be going through it and just seeing what unfolds when, oh, just all the platitudes that you get about building a business, like how many years it's going to take and how many, blah, 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 blah. and like you do get to the point where you think, oh, all right, now I heard, but it's three years <laughs> and I'm yep. really dying here. And I think there's kind of the self-trust around, I can make it work, but also what you've really helped me with is I actually can't continue if it's going to be at this cost. Mm. So it's not just about the, hey, you know, I'm just going to like chill out here until it works. There's also, I don't even know how to describe it, like a conscious decision to not live in the way that is going to grind me into the ground. And, and being somebody that likes working. It's almost like choosing yourself. Yeah. Like you're choosing yourself over the business, not choosing the business over yourself, right? And sort of remaining committed to the business has been the thing that's been the most challenging. I think what Angie named here is so important. So, you know, we were like talking about like, you have to choose yourself over your business sometimes, right? And you have to be able to remain committed to the business while doing that. And that like dichotomy can be really challenging because it can feel like, you know, one or the other. It's like either the business over myself always or myself over the business always. And it's really like, let's say, let's not say it is true that the business massively serves you. So sometimes choosing the business and remaining committed to it is also very much choosing yourself. It's just finding that balance there of like, when does this truly serve me versus when am I just putting myself last every single time? And I think Angie has just done a really amazing job of like navigating that new balance of really being able to choose herself in ways she never has while also remaining very committed and consistent, maybe also in ways she never has because she's choosing herself so much, right? I think like old version of committed and consistent was like, work, 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 need a break because I'm like so fried from all the work, go back to it, et cetera. And I think here she's able to just be like, oh, like the more I choose myself, the easier it is to remain committed in many ways. And so just wanting to name that balance and how beautiful it is to see Angie in that. And also that all of us are always a work in progress of that, like of the balance of the choosing yourself, of the remaining committed. And so this is just a reminder that I think that's like ultimate goal for most of us is like, how can I really deeply choose myself and not self-sacrifice all the time and see how in doing so remaining committed to the business is in part choosing myself and make those really coexist in a way that feels good together. So I hope this is just evidence and encouragement on that part. I just, again, I, I have this almost delusional belief in the expansion of the business that is, it's really embodied. I feel like, I feel it with every fiber of my being, the belief in the expansion of the business. And I can't really describe what that certainty feels like when I haven't even got birds before land. Well, I kind of have, but a little bit, you know, it's like, it's yeah. a real sense of this is just happening and at the same time, I really enjoy my clients. I'm really enjoying my work. 
I'm having just the nicest time exploring how it's unfolding. And I'm just so happy about it. Oh my gosh, (laughs) so happy about it. I also just feel like, you know, what you said about like the delusional belief, it's like that, that's fucking required, right? (laughs) Like you have to kind of be somewhat delusional in this to be like, this is like it for me. And I think just like being able to feel that in your bones is so incredible. I love that Angie brought up delusional belief here because I really think delusional belief is crucial as an entrepreneur. And I think that, you know, it can get a bad rap in our industry sometimes because it's like, okay, are we asking people to be delusional? And so they take actions and make investments that just simply, you know, where the risk far outweighs the reward. Like that's not really what we're after here, but like the delusional belief that something can work out for you in a better way than you could have ever expected it is pretty much required to build your own business because you have no evidence that you're going to be able to or that it's going to work out for you or that you're going to be good at it. Or, you know, Angie has all the evidence in the world really leading up to starting her own business that, you know, she had to work really, 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 really hard, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like coming to that delusional point of being like, I'm just going to believe it could be better, even though I don't have the evidence. I'm going to believe this could work out for me, you know, so, so, so well, even if I can't see how that's true yet. I'm going to believe that this is like just meant to be, even though like the path hasn't quite, you know, unfolded for that yet is crucial, if not like essential to entrepreneurship. And so obviously delusional belief can be taken too far the wrong way, but I think you really want to be careful not to throw it out the door as like an important tool. Like Angie believing in the inevitability of her success is why she keeps showing up. It's why she's gone through all this. It's why even when things are really challenging, she's still moving and figuring it out. It is like the ultimate motivation. So permission to be delusional, permission to work on your delusional beliefs and to really see that again as like an essential element to your success and put the time and energy into cultivating that belief. And I, th- I think you do have a lot of evidence of that, but yeah. I think in, in many ways you had a lot of evidence stacked in the opposite way for so long too, in terms of how burnt out you were feeling and yeah. everything. So I think it can be easy to go, oh yeah, but it's working now, but it's like, yeah, you had so much evidence to work against to say like, it could feel like this and now it does. And that's really cool. Yeah. And I think it's the evidence that is built on on not being burnt out. So I've always yes. been a doer and even my, you know, my career is based on my energy. So obviously I'm interesting and articulate and compelling and all of those things and visionary and oh, that, 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 but I have a lot of energy. So yeah, I have been able to get away with things when I was younger that I can't get away with as I get older and don't want to get away with as I get older. And so, so it's like, the energy sometimes almost overtakes the, I don't know, I feel like there's something about my energy levels and the way I have gone about producing and like being available and answering everything and, you know, being ready, ready to start whenever anyone needs me. That is actually making up for a lack of belief that I'm good enough. Mm, So if you take the energy away, and then you still have the lack of belief, then you can't run a business. So this has also been an exercise yes. in genuinely believing, the be- like having the belief that I can 
that I can do it. And that's why it's so nice to kind of saunter into a room of head teachers and feel like I have some things for you and you're going to love them because I love them and I know that they're going to work and not be like fire hosing them with all of my energy and enthusiasm and like bits of paper. Like proving. But, yeah, proving it. So I think the in my bones bit is now because I don't feel like I have to prove in the same way that I did have to prove because I yeah. know that I don't have the energy to prove in that way anymore. And so it's a kind of, yeah, it's a house of cards really when it's going down like that. So it feels like a good time. And one of the things I wanted to just to say, I'm trying always to root out some of the little things that are reminders of how I have been and what I want to change. And so there was a really, I think there were two things that happened last week that were, you will say they're just tiny little (laughs) F-ups. I'm going to say they were huge and terrible because, you know, like (laughs) massive drama. And they were just to do with the, you know, this ongoing onboarding and things, little glitches and things. So a couple of people have emailed me and said that they really need to talk to me. And they've said, Somebody emailed me on Friday, actually, just as I put on my auto, my out of office. It, in fact, it inspired me to put on my out of office to say, <laughs> we just had all these emails. We can't get into the thing. It's not working for me. This thing doesn't work. And it was like this massive kind of like, it felt like, like a massive drama. I could really feel it. Yeah. And my response as I'm actually traveling is to go, oh my God, I need to fix this immediately. Like I have to, you know, shut my partner up. Like stop talking about the thing because I need to deal with this this thing. And I'm, I just tried to sit with that. I just noticed my behavior, not the email. And my behavior is very, like I feel really ashamed. I feel like I've done mm. something wrong. I feel like I'm going to get found out. I feel like I've obviously fucked up. I have no capacity to imagine that somebody else has gotten something wrong or they've probably, it's like user error and not yeah, not yeah. my mistake. So I can invest quite a lot of energy in sorting things out that are actually nothing to do with me. And if I leave it, somebody will often email back and say, oh, sorry, <laughs> I just put my email address in wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> and already I'm yep. like cycled into like unpicking the whole workflow because it's obviously my mistake. And it happened there. And then, you know, I managed to kind of, I think I've responded. It happened again this on Monday. Somebody said that they urgently needed to talk to me. And I'd gone through all the things that I've messed up for this client. What have I done? What da, 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 da. And they needed to talk to me because they were feeling like they hadn't prepared themselves effectively for the training that I was about to deliver. And they were like overwhelmed because they were so, they were like, oh my God, it's just, you've put so much effort into it and we just don't feel like, oh, look. And so I just, I guess I just want to say, Sometimes it's like there is a child running the business, but she's seven and she's being told off for something. And I don't really notice how much she's been in charge of different things (laughs) in my life. (laughs) But she's like really guilty all the time. And it doesn't really even concern me because I can really see her. I can really see it. But I just think it's really fascinating, again, because I have the time and the space <laughs> to to start to notice that these little drivers are in charge sometimes. So helpful. <laughs> and I think so helpful. Like, I know we had a, a break last week, so I guess technically it was two weeks ago, right? But like what we were talking about then was sort of like 
the hypervigilance mm. and some of that stuff. Yeah. And that ties so much into this. Like if you are going to be found out and guilty and fuck something up and, oh my God, of course you're going to be hypervigilant. You yeah. don't want to fuck anything up. Yeah. It's horrible. So I think that's really helpful to see like how much those, you know, play in where it's like speaking to the, your seven-year-old helps with the hypervigilance too because she needs to know mm. like it's okay. I really love how Angie named like the seven-year-old in her running the business because I think we all have that. We all have a child in us that is running our business too, too much of the time probably, right? But it's so helpful to just know that and it's so helpful to just name and normalize that because I think when we don't, it's really easy to make that wrong. And when we do, it's really easy to just figure out what they need. Like, okay, does that child just need to hear it's okay does she need to be nurtured does she need to realize she was never wrong to begin with like what can i do here to really like work with this instead of against it and when we don't acknowledge it we're working against it all the time right or we're in these unconscious patterns that truly truly do not serve us so knowing like what that is for you like what child in you shows up to run your business and what does she she need to hear what does she need to be nurtured in is really, really crucial to definitely your success. I mean, certainly like let's not make light of that, but it's really crucial to how you feel in the business. And that's really like one of the most important things here too, because that ultimately leads to your success. Like if you can name this, look at it, actually give yourself, your inner child, what you need, it is so much easier to keep showing up and to actually get to that inevitable success. So just really wanting to honor Angie here for bringing that and say, we all have this, like let's all give ourselves a little space and permission to look at it. Well, maybe that's even a better question. Let me not, yeah. let me not project what I think she needs to know. <laughs> what do you think she needs to know? Well, I think that she wasn't ever wrong anyway. Like mm. there's like a real, uh, I don't know whether this is being a, a, a black woman business owner. I feel like yeah. it plays into it because I live in, For you sure. know, I'm from Europe. And so I'm always, you know, we've talked about this before and I talk about it a lot, but I'm always kind of aware of the white man and what he's going to think and what he's going to say. Because he's always yeah. been the gatekeeper. He's always given me the job or not given me the job or, you know, given me a raise or not given me a raise. And so those gatekeepers have I thought late in life I recognized that those gatekeepers were just getting it wrong all the time but when I was in my formative years I didn't really know that so every time something didn't work out it was because I'd done something wrong because I was a deficit yeah. because there was something as a really small person like just knowing I'm in I'm in a space where I probably shouldn't be or I don't really understand but there's code going on here for I'm not in the right place and I think yes. as a young adult and, you know, in my kind of early career, I've been really aware that even if I'm not wrong, I need to accept responsibility for getting it wrong. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, like my face doesn't fit or I can't be seen. You can't get that job because you just, it's just not going to work for you to be here doing that job is my experience. Unless you're time. willing to take the responsibility of yeah. getting it wrong, yeah. basically. It's yeah. almost like it feels transactional kind of, right? Of like, you get this, but then you must own yeah. all of this, yeah. right? And I'm always in, at least I'm always able to accept responsibility for getting it wrong as yeah. a consequence of that. So now as a grown-up, 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 I think 
I still like the residue of that is the reflex is I fucked it up. And I think that I have that reflex because of my particular conditioning as a woman of color. But I feel like so many women have that conditioning about I fucked it up. I've got it's bound to be me. I fucked it up. And to me to just witness that with all of my kind of fine talk (laughs) about sovereignty and all those things Mm -hmm. I still like she's in charge of the business yeah and like I can't imagine what it must be like to be a white man (laughs) oh my god yeah because you don't have to take any of the responsibility or assume that you're wrong so the use of energy that like goes down the toilet with um, like my partner's a white man so I know what it, I actually do have a window into what it's like because he he just wouldn't respond in the way he'd be like why are you responding now it's Friday what are you doing we're all going on holiday but like truly confused <laughs> not even like oh you shouldn't like he would just genuinely be like I but I cannot get on a plane yeah. what are you doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah I've just I'm just sort of I'm picking a bits of that I think that that's I mean just makes so much sense. And I think it's like a both and of like being able to acknowledge that that's part of the fabric of your conditioning. And that's not like a way that you have a shitty mindset or getting it wrong or blah, blah, blah. Right. But it also is like something that you can be working to unwind more and more because in those moments when you go, no, I'm actually not wrong here. And I'm going to wait for you to email me back (laughs) and tell me that, (laughs) you know, whatever you got, you had the wrong perspective. Like that is so empowering, but I feel like it's so interesting because what keeps coming up for me that we talked about last time too. And then I just like really feel like it's so important to give yourself credit for is like, you have made such a shift in that you are doing the things differently. Now you're just dealing with the residue of what comes up from that. But like you didn't respond and fix it all. And like, that is so big. Like that is the hardest, but like you've officially done the hardest Mm. part is that every time this stuff comes up, you keep shifting how you respond to it, even though your seven-year-old is like, oh my God, please just tell them sorry. Yeah. Like, why can't you just send them <laughs> email nice. right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so true. And I love that. Um, I don't know which coach talks about it, but I, there's somebody who's always talking about your future self will thank you. I think it might even be. Anyway, and I do feel like sometimes, oh, Thank you, Angie, in the past for sorting that out because there's little moments of recognition. Oh, yes. I don't have full days because we sorted that out six months ago and that's become the new standard. Oh, yes. I don't have to do three and a half hour long sessions anymore because we sorted that out. That's not the standard anymore. And there's loads of things like that that just are starting to feel much more embodied. I can totally talk about prices and things with people without feeling like... Um, so, uh, uh, I'll send you an email. I just, <laughs> just say like a price. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice a desire right now? Like, could you, is there a desire you could name right now that like my future self is wanting me to sort something out? Like, does it feel like there's something present there? Um, there's nothing causing great friction at the moment. I think the space is revealing like the next, like the deeper level, there's the deeper level of work, but there's also, oh, please don't freak out when I say this, but <laughs> kind of, there's a desire for expansion, but not in the, not in the like more programs, yeah. more anything like that, just more kind of like, okay, 
we've never really thought about marketing Angela Brown. We've never actually yeah. gone out there and yeah, sold yeah. anything before. Like now I have everything in place to be able to have the capacity to deal with what happens if I actually start selling. So there's a, a shift of role and focus maybe for me yeah. that I feel is really, is is definitely coming down the pike. And I and I can say that because the transition to, you know, not to skip over this transition to associates because that was like, oh God, they're lazy. What are they going to say when I tell them like, you know, I've got associates delivering, they're going to hate me because I've got something wrong. And actually that's gone down as, you know, oh, we, we really like this person. They're really skilled. We know that and that's great that they're an associate. Then the associates delivering and it being perfect and really well received and <laughs> just, yeah, so good. I think it totally makes sense, right? It's like when you were kind of... <laughs> When we first started working together and you sent me that one document, do you remember that when I was like, send me like what you're kind of working on week to week. And then I get like a 10 page <laughs> Google doc of like every idea Angie's ever had. No, I'm kidding. But like that energy wasn't expansion energy as much as it was things, yeah. right? Like it was more like I should do more. I need to be more. I need, right? And I think like that's what you're saying the shift is right now is like, it's not like, oh, let's go add 13 things to my to-do list because now I'm not delivering. It's more like I have never had the space to think about my business like this. And so getting to step into that is like totally the energy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it feels really juicy. Like, oh, okay. This last piece of the conversation is absolutely so important, which is that difference between what is just doing more in my business and what is actually putting my focus on being a CEO who's focused on expansion. You know, I think so often our go-to as like high performer, high achiever, hard worker is just do more. That will always lead to more. Do more, it leads to more, right? And at a certain point, that's just not true. And I think Angie has certainly come to a point where not only does it not feel true for her, it's just not what she wants to do anymore, which is so important too, right? But that doesn't mean we can't expand. You know, I think sometimes for that personality type, when we say, okay, it's not about doing more, then they're like, oh, great. So I'm just stuck here forever. You know what I mean? I've certainly felt that myself. But when we can go, no, 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 it's actually about shifting how we expand and what that looks like. I think it gets really exciting because it's like, okay, expansion can come in a lot of different ways, which is not always and only you adding more to your plate. And so what Angie's really saying here, and I think why she was like, oh gosh, I'm scared to tell you this is because we don't want to add more to her plate. In fact, we like need to really kind of have a hard boundary around that. But it doesn't mean that we can't talk expansion. It doesn't mean that she can't put on her CEO hat and really think about that in her business. And so I just wanted to offer that because again, I think this is crucial because if not, it can be really unmotivating. It's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do more. So I guess like this is just it. Like, I mean, man, it's so easy to lose motivation in that so fast. But if we're like, actually, it's my time to like really think about what expansion looks like as a CEO and get creative about this in a new way that I've maybe never even let myself think about, that is when business gets really, really good. So reminder, you can be in that headspace without the only answer being to add more to your plate and to do more. I've been delivering and I've been really enjoying it. My associates, there's so there's a couple of things. There's developing the team, like expanding into making sure that those associates are 
wisdom, beauty, excellence personified. And that means I need to invest in them more than the next level because I feel like I've invested in my resources and the program so well that I'm happy. There's that. And I think then there's this side piece of, to me, every time I think about what I could be doing in the business and selling the programs and marketing and like the actual outreach that I could be doing, it feels limitless. I mean, yeah. even of course, the people I was speaking to last week, so I say, I think you should do the program. It's Wednesday and I still haven't gotten back to them. So it's like, I can generate conversations all the time that could lead to things if I was then really committed to marketing and, you know, and talking about my work more. But I even was thinking if I was to to just commit to, you know, sending three emails a day to new people, <laughs> that that would be a huge chunk into as yet uncharted territory. So a huge difference rather to what I'm currently doing. So so that just feels like, it just feels really exciting. Well, it's like you built the infrastructure so that if you go out and get more people, it's safe to let them in. Where before it was like, if anyone else comes, I will die. Like I will literally fall over. I cannot have more people. And so that I think is so cool to be like, I I did it in the right way. Like I built this structure so that the the people can come through. And now because the structure is here, I can spend my time on getting the people through. So I think that totally makes sense. Like that really is your like limitless potential kind of thing. And I also think like because you're enjoying the work so much, it's the best time to go out and do that because it just translates so damn well, right? Exactly. So yeah, I've had, I think that's the calling, the next calling. I feel really well rested. I don't feel like the need to pause or stop or anything. Yeah, I feel pretty well resourced emotionally and in all of those ways. Do you feel like the you want to, I mean, not refocus isn't the right word, but like, does it feel like the pledge is still like the next step yeah. or next focal point? Yeah, I really do. So I've got the pledge and also the luminaries that I'm still kind of, you know, and weirdly, it probably shouldn't be, but the book, <laughs> but it kind of should be as well. And I've been looking, I've spent a bit of time today actually on the luminaries and just sort of revisiting the sales page oh, and things because yeah, yeah. I haven't done I put it down for ages but again I had space today yeah and I am going out to so we've got the the summit and then immediately afterwards I've got the trip to uh, Malaysia the conference so I've been I've been doing marketing materials for the conference and just finalizing those with the designer now and they include some stuff about the luminaries as well, kind of an insert Perfect. about the luminaries and about the program as separate and about keynote speaking. So I'm really going to push in the, in the conference, making sure that those materials are in the hands of every single person that passes me and saying, like, I do keynote speaking. So your next step is get me in to yes. do a keynote. And actually, when I was with the head teachers the other day, I kind of tried out something which was calling the keynote the fireside address they were like they were all over it they were like oh fireside so it's more like a chat it's more like a it's not just yeah, me speaking at people yeah, yeah. and it's slightly longer I had time to kind of rewrite that because it's usually a keynote workshop session but I've, I've had time to really integrate 
the program, the elements of the program that are like, and if you're doing the program, this is where we would be kicking yeah. off now. This is where. So that's starting to feel a little bit more just like a process. So all this to say that the virtual summit, I've got to plan my two sessions. So I'm delivering a session every day in the summit as well. Those are going to be focused on the luminaries and on the Being Luminary program and all of the kind of the key facets of those. So it's just helping me formulate that sales page with a bit more clarity. The pledge I still really want to launch. I haven't done anything, but but that's because I still need to speak to my OBM about automating the back of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. think I'm happy with the copy and the website and things like that. And yes. I can do social media around it, but I do want to make sure that I'm not taking on any more admin tasks that I haven't got capacity for. Yeah. So agree. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That is so good. Okay. So you're working on the sales page. You'll send me updates. Yes, yeah, I will. Here, if you want me to look at any of the marketing material. Yeah. You're going to love it. I can't wait. That is so <laughs> exciting. So going to give you a to-do to respond to those clients since it's now Wednesday. Yes, Or potential ma'am. clients. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, just so good. Like, I feel like it's just there's going to be ebbs and flows, right? You're going to have those moments where it's super overwhelming yeah. still because there's so many moving parts, but mostly good as track. opposed to overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, my dear. Okay. Amazing. Keep me posted. Send me stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three-minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.